You're listening to A Little Nonsense, where the conversation is competitive and the ads aren't real. I am your host and moderator, Joe Morical. With me, as always, the Rocky and Colt to my tum-tum, Sean Keller, <laughs> and Mike Pareto. Why, hello there, gentlemen. <laughs> I don't remember Very that natural. from the movie well, at I don't all. even know what the fuck you're talking about. What is this? The Three Ninjas, Mike. The Three Ninjas. Oh, Three Ninjas. Yeah, I saw that when I was like nine. Rocky okay. loves yeah, me Emily. Too. I don't remember Rocky it at all. I, 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 I literally saw it in the theater when I was eight or nine years old and never again. So I just... Uh, Man. I have no memory of that horrible, stupid movie where they throw CDs at each other like they're shuriken. That's too what about, young what about to three go to the ninjas theater. Kick back. Yeah, I definitely saw that. <laughs> Mike, you went to the theater to see that when you were like eight. Because like the only movie you should go to the theater out, to see when you're eight is like a Disney animated movie. I used to see every movie when I was a kid. I don't know. It was a thing. Huh? Fuck you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little nonsense. <laughs> Soothing didgeridoo jams of legendary Keith Samuels. <laughs> Looking to kick back and relax to some aboriginal didgeridoo mes- music with a jazzy twist? Legendary didgeridoo artist Keith Samuels is back with another sweet set of tunes for your ears to lighten. He's back. No one blows into a giant termite board wooden tube quite like the god of didgeridoo himself, legendary Keith Samuels. <laughs> Check out his new album, Didgeridoo 2, New Doo Goodaboo. Didgeridoo. Tobias Frudenluber of Esquire calls it Didgeridiculous. <laughs> Franz Higgins of, Jan, of Jazz Magazine says Did you really think this was a good idea? And Bale Trudeau of Entertainment Weekly simply says Didgeridon't Nice <laughs> As a matter of fact, every single review of Keith Samuel's new record is some kind of didgeridoo pun <laughs> I didgeregret listening to a fraction of a second of this Stitcher, I do not think this needed to exist. And, uh oh, did you read in the paper? Keep. <laughs> we crossed the threshold into too many slash just enough. Keith Samuels killed himself. <laughs> well, I hope you're all happy. Iconic artist Keith Samuels. Was found at the bottom of a ravine this morning. (laughs) 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 Authorities have confirmed he threw himself from a precipice. (laughs) 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 Following (laughs) following the reviews for his new album, he was impaled by this huge. Didgeridoo. <laughs> Didgeridamn you all to hell. Didgeridoo 2. New Dubu Goodaboo. Now available for $7.99. I didn't hear the last three seconds. <laughs>
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god! Right. Joe, how are you feeling? How how are your uh, how's your body? I'm, I'm feeling I'm feeling significantly better than the last time we were sitting at our mics. That's, That's funny because you actually sound considerably worse than the last time. <laughs> right? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I feel so much better, but my my fle- there's just so much phlegm going on that uh, it's making my voice all shitty. Yeah, it's funny mm. how the the when you become symptomatic, you actually start to feel better. Yeah, yeah weird. Yeah. But uh, I was I, I took my temperature this morning uh, rectally, of course, because accuracy is important. <laughs> As uh, is, I actually be- I believe you. <laughs> I believe you did that. <laughs> I, I, I do not. <laughs> All right. I believe you did that, Joe. I trust. Well, thank you. you for taking me at my word, Mike. Sean, thank you for being smart. <laughs> um, no, I took my temperature this morning and ninety nine point two. Oh yeah, yeah, that's not even a fever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. really doesn't even count. I have a question. So. I so when you take your temperature rectally, is it supposed to hit that <laughs> same ninety eight point six? Yeah. Well, why is that though? Because the openings well, are very wait, why, different. Why would your body be a different temperature based on where you took well, the temperature? Well, okay. Well, hang on. Could be because my mouth is is very is a very different orifice than my asshole. So I think it would stand a reason that maybe it would be like through your asshole it's supposed to be ninety nine point one, but through your mouth ninety eight. Like I feel like it's reasonable to think that there would be a, a difference. I mean, we're not we're not taking the temperature of a turkey coming okay. out of the oven. Your your body is already warm. Yeah, throughout. but when you put a thermometer in your mouth, your mouth is something that opens and closes, and okay, you're well, breathing. You're, so there's an airway. Well, there's okay, a sinus cavity. You're explaining cavity. the reason that a rectal thermometer is more accurate. But yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> here, here's the thing, Sean. You know, a digital thermometer that can be used multiple different ways. They they usually have different modes to compensate for the difference in orifices. Uh huh. So it says, like, ass mode. Yeah, exactly. There's an asshole setting on my thermometer. <laughs> there is, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that doesn't uh, clear up which orifice to put it in, Joe. It just says it's for you. Well, it... <laughs> I think <laughs> the you. goal is to figure out whether you have a fever. So if you, put it in your, right. if you put it in your mouth and your temperature is 102, then you know that you have a fever. Mm-hmm. Right? If it's, 90, if it's 97, then you don't. <laughs> I'm just saying that I, I find it unreasonable that you should expect the temperature of the inside of your mouth to be exactly the same as the temperature inside of your asshole. Well, at the at the most, the temperature inside of your asshole should be somewhere around 98.6 degrees. That's kind of weird, too, isn't it? Like, every human being, it should be at that temperature. Like, every other... Every, I feel like every other biological measurement and it's like oh well people are different people are unique some people have are in this percentile it It does vary it just doesn't vary that much yeah so you you know you got to be within kind of a range of that a goldilocks zone but but the reason the reason that it's so close to accurate is because we have a we have a certain range of 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 chemical reactions happening inside of our body doesn't it seem too hot 98.6. 98.6. That's that's pretty hot. When it's 98 degrees outside, you're like, whoo, it is hot. Yeah, but you're also 98.6, and your body is still generating heat. Your that's body wants to your body wants to dissipate the heat, and it has has trouble doing that when when the external temperature is the same. Yeah. Uh huh. You get but a even when it's like the- 96, you're like, whoo. Well, I mean, even when it's like yeah, 80, it's like, pretty close, Sean. <laughs> Well done. You've solved another one. <laughs> Look, I just ask questions, guys. That's, that's why I'm here. 96 degrees is almost as hot as 98.6 degrees. I'm just saying, your 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 whole thing you were saying is that if it's the same temperature outside, your body's heat has nowhere, you know, it's, it's not like you're relieving yourself. For reasons of dissipating heat, those two are the same temperature, Sean. <laughs> All right, well, they're about the same temperature. This is not interesting to anybody. So, I disagree. No. I'm, I'm, having a, I'm having a blast here. I'm learning a lot. Australia's on fire, guys. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's their fire season. 
That's right. It's it is fire season. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's uh, it goes spring, summer, and then fire season. <laughs> There's too much fire in this fire a, season. It is a worse fire season than usual. Yeah, but it's it, very that's bad. That's a fact. But they still have a fire season. I think that was their biggest mistake, is is dedicating an entire season to fire. Yeah, well, Australia, you know, it's a dangerous place for, yeah. human, for humans. Even if the continent is not on fire... They also have all of the venomous creatures on Earth. Right. Bird-eating spiders and... Spider-eating birds. Kangaroos. <laughs> you mean every bird, <laughs> Joe? Yeah, it's not, uh... It's not impressive, but they have them. <laughs> they, just they do. Yeah, they facts. do have them. That's true. I didn't say it was impressive. Everybody feels so bad about, about saying, kill it with fire, uh... About everything in Australia, you know, you've got I, <laughs> huntsman spiders. The first, the top post on every thread is "kill it with fire." Uh, well, we gotta we gotta clarify though, because there's all these headlines that are saying one billion animals have died, but they're yeah. not talking about spiders, right? Because it'd be way more. Yeah, if they are, it's not very impressive. Yeah, one billion spiders is like one square well, kilometer. I mean, uh, if we're Australia. if we're including if we're including arthropods like insects and spiders, well, why wouldn't you? Those are animals. They are animals. So they, I think yeah, they I are. think they should clarify the headline a little bit. They, they should say tw- three trillion animals died. Yeah, well, I, I, <laughs> yeah, no, and nobody would believe that. <laughs> no one would comprehend, even it. though it's true, probably. Yes, but yeah, when it what when a single like acre of Amazon rainforest comes down, it's uh-huh. pro- that's probably a billion insects go down easily. easily. Yeah. yeah. What is the what is the threshold of comprehension for humans? Do you think if you say like ninety one billion animals, you're like, <laughs> oh, it's a lot, but I get it. But if you said one trillion, do you think anyone really would get that? I think the best way the best way to explain that is that the difference between a billion and a trillion is approximately a trillion. (laughs) Wait, what? I don't don't get it. What are you talking about? Well, because because uh, Sean, remember remember the uh, impossible trivia games where you'd be off by several septillion. And Mike guessed, you know, one and was still closer. <laughs> you're saying that a trillion like that. is well, I'm still that further away. Even when you no, have, no, you're, if I had a billion dollars, I'm closer to zero dollars than I am a trillion dollars. Much Correct. closer. Much closer. You're, yeah, you're not getting fraction. it is, is the perfect example of why people don't get this shit. <laughs> so a billion, right? You need a thousand of them to make one trillion. So if you subtract a billion from a trillion, you have 999 billion. Which well, is essentially the same as a trillion. So the difference between a billion and a trillion is a trillion. Is nine hundred is nine hundred and ninety nine billion more? Is what you're saying, right? It's one thousand billion. Is yeah, a trillion. it is. It is literally ninety nine point nine percent. But so if I had one thousand billionaires, then I would have a one trillion dollars. Yeah. At least, if they had, if they were all exactly one billionaires, yeah. <laughs> well, that's I tell you, that's a big number, guys. You heard it here, folks. It's another, <laughs> it's another hot take. You were crushing it with the math, Sean. <laughs> you heard it first here. This is gonna blow your mind, Sean. <laughs> the difference between a million and a billion is approximately one thousand million. million? <laughs> Are you saying that a thousand millionaires equals one billionaire? I'm saying that it's close, depending. How many <laughs> equals a chamillionaire? They see me rolling, they hating, <laughs> patrolling and trying to get me riding dirty. Trying to get me riding dirty. <laughs> I can't help but when I hear that song, think of uh, Weird Al. I just... Oh, they, the white uh, and nerdy white song. Nerdy. White and nerdy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's the version I'm much more familiar with. Yeah. Mm. It's yeah. better. <laughs> being being both of those things. Weird Al is so good. Code crackers, I, slackers. Yeah, that's I Oh fucking, my god, yeah. I fucking love Weird Al. 
Wait, no, no, continue. I'm remembering these lyrics now <laughs> from 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going to turn this into a song. I'm okay. sorry. I hope it doesn't come out next week that he, like, diddled kids or something, because Weird Al is, is a national treasure. I mean, that could, I feel like that could happen anyway, love. I guess. You never know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anybody, anybody could turn out to be a kid diddler, you know? Well, I, that's, that's how it seems these days, is, you know, you love someone, and it's like, well... Give it a couple minutes, and then we'll find out. How many, how, many people, how many people have you really liked that turned out to be kid diddlers, Sean? All of them. <laughs> Everyone I ever looked up to. All of that them. does not bode well for us, Joe. <laughs> no, it, not necessarily kid, kid. Kid diddlers are the worst, okay? We can agree on that. I'm just saying sure. that, you know, there's sexual deviance and... And all sorts of crazy, crazy sh- shenanigans. Of all kind. I think yeah. specifically you're talking about Michael Jackson, right? I mean, no, I mean, it's, he, it's no, pretty he clear was, now that he. That was he a long time did. ago. That was a long time. I mean, he definitely did. It's, it's, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> allegedly. Obvious. He allegedly, definitely did. It's pretty obvious that he did. Nice cover. Yeah. Now we won't get sued. I didn't talk about it last week, mostly because my brain wasn't fully functional and I, I didn't remember any of it, but, uh, you know, when I went to see the doctor, she told me that the, the ear infection that I got was sort of a parting gift from the cold that I had over Christmas. But before she told me that I, a, I had an ear infection and B it was because of that cold I had, this is how I thought I got sick. Every morning, I go to the Dunkin' Donuts on the corner to buy my coffee. About four days before I really felt sick, you know, I pull into the lot, and I get out of the car, and this dude comes up to me, and he goes, you know, he's like, hey, buddy, how you doing? And he takes my hand, and he starts shaking it. And then he said, I'm really sick. <laughs> what? I'm what really sick. I just got out of the hospital. You know, can you give me a couple of cigarettes? And I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, like, if you're so sick, why are, why, a, why are you standing, like, six inches from my face? And cigarettes, <laughs> that's what a really sick person needs. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and why why did you grab my hand, man? Yeah, what a, what a crazy bastard. Yeah, so that stuck with me when a few days later I had a fever of 103.5. I'm like, damn you, crazy, vaguely Eastern European dude. So you thought, you <laughs> thought like maybe I've got some kind of crazy, weird, infectious disease. I mean, how did you know? Well, I, I, I thought, I thought he had influenza, and that's what he passed on to me. Yeah, that was my hypothesis. Which oddly turned out not to be the case. I know, right? Yeah. You know, it's it, it's even it gets better because like after I had my diagnosis. Uh, while I was sick, I still went and got coffee every morning because, you know, I'm a caffeine junkie. You ran into him again. I ran into him again. <laughs> Actually, at the time of this recording, I've run into him twice since then. So today you ran into him? I sure did. Oh, right. God. Yeah, this morning he, uh, he gave me... A, I, he, influenza. He up behind me. Yeah, gave me influenza. <laughs> I, ran, I was I was cured, and then I ran into him this morning. I was standing inside the Dunkin' Donuts waiting for my order, and all of a sudden he just sidles around me, and he's like, "Hey, my lucky boy!" <laughs> he wanted more cigarettes, didn't he? He wanted more cigarettes. He 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 puts a dollar into my hand as he's shaking it. And wants and wants a few cigarettes. Oh for my it. god! Well, couldn't he save up these dollars and buy cigarettes? <laughs> well, that's the thing. I I think a lot of people want just a few cigarettes. They don't want a whole pack of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, a few cigarettes in Chicago cost a lot more than a dollar. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Mike, no, right. couldn't couldn't those people purchase a pack of cigarettes and then and then just smoke a few of them? Uh, yeah, but then they'd still have the remainder of the pack. Right, so the next time that they wanted a few cigarettes... <laughs> Sorry, I guess I'm just a little confused. <laughs> if, they're, if, they're worried about, if they're worried about a significant other or somebody finding the cigarettes, I think that's, right. that's an issue. Hmm. Yeah, there's definitely an issue yeah. with, that, with that relationship. <laughs> well, I think this guy's probably just weird and maybe... This guy's definitely weird. I, influenza. I've got to figure out how to how to dodge him because 
Like before, like I'm not fully awake when I'm at the Dunkin' Donuts. That's what I need the coffee for. Yeah, and he just materializes out of nowhere, <laughs> like a genie. Yeah, I was watching. I was watching uh, the woman making my coffee make my coffee, and then all of a sudden he's just there, like Kazam, coming out of the boombox. <laughs> but he what, doesn't uh, grant wishes. He takes your cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Joe, you, you're pretty adept at identifying other people's weaknesses. How do you think we can get rid of this guy? Well, he said he was really sick, so how can we exacerbate that? I know, <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> oh, the only way to kill him is by giving him what he wants. I'm playing the long game. <laughs> Have you considered just being a dick to him? Mm. If, I were, if I were, like, cogent enough at that time in the morning, I would absolutely throw at him free ride free ride is over compadre <laughs> why don't you put some rice in, in a cigarette oh jesus jesus <laughs> sorry it's from well, it's it happened in breaking you don't want to okay. put rice in a cigarette what are you fucking crazy it's delicious <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get the guy hooked on rice you monster <laughs> you monster he's gonna he's gonna want soy sauce and uh, all sorts of uh, all manner of of uh of savory sauces hey my lucky boy you got more of that rice free rides over dirtbag <laughs> i got what you need but it's gonna cost you i got jasmine i got long grain what you need and those that's just two of the strippers that i know <laughs> long grain is a terrible <laughs> she's, she's not a very good stripper she just started the other day used to be a high school english teacher <laughs> it's really depressing when you watch her dance <laughs> she used to work at a health food store <laughs> But Jasmine's fucking hot. <laughs> she used to work at the same health food store. She hired Longgrain. <laughs> Longgrain works in the meat section of the health food store. <laughs> There's no real meat there. It's all like Impossible Burgers and shit. Hence the name. Let's uh, let's get this shit underway. Now we're uh, Mike. We're going into your segment. Thanks, me. <laughs> no, you're you're gonna tease oh, right, the segment, right, right. and yes. then you're gonna throw to me for the ad. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Sorry, dumbass. Uh, so I I have a segment that focuses on dreams. Ooh. Yes, dreams. So Joe, uh, what is this segment brought to us by? Have you ever been alone on a beautiful white sand beach and thought, I'm really horny right now. <laughs> <laughs> But there's no one around to have sex with me. Oh, no. <laughs> if you don't want to sadly masturbate into the sand again, <laughs> then have I got the product for you. Introducing Vajandals. Vajandals? The world's first footwear designed for penetrative sex. Oh, no. <laughs> Featuring lifelike silicone labia in the sole, and a textured pass-through hole. The jandals are sure to bring you pleasure wherever you wear them. And for the ladies, introducing the Jandal Vibe, the world's first vibrating sandals. Available in an array of exciting colors to match any outfit or mood, the Jandal Vibe will let you buzz your way to bliss in style. The Jandals and the Jandal Vibe. Fuck your shoes. <laughs> That's a great catchphrase. <laughs> Fuck your shoes. Oh, thank you, Vajandals. Thank you, Joe. So, I want to kick this off by saying that I personally have a, a disproportionate number of incredibly banal dreams. I don't know if I've mentioned this to you guys, but... That means butt-fucked in the ass. <laughs> It, mean, yeah, it so means it's... really boring, basically. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. I, I once had a dream that I played the Mega Millions, and I won $10 by matching the Mega Ball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, that's not a joke at all. And I, I, I had that dream. Uh, I also had a dream that I was, I was sitting in a theater watching 
the next Star Wars movie. This was before The Rise of Skywalker came out. Uh-huh. And I had a dream I was watching it in the theater when I could have just like been a Jedi or like flying the Millennium Falcon <laughs> or something. Yeah, sure. Uh, and the best part of that is that the, the the dream version of the movie was not that good. It wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but it wasn't uh, very good. And it cost you 16 dream dollars. Uh, and I had oh, a dream man. just this past week that, that uh, Maria and I wanted to go to Michigan or something. And so we dropped Banjo off, my dog, at a friend's house. And the whole time I was just worried that Banjo wasn't having a nice time. I was... <laughs> that was essentially the context of the content of my entire dream. And it, it kind of reminded me of how that, you remember that SpongeBob episode where they show Patrick's dream and he's just sitting on a coin operated motorized horse? Yeah. yeah. And it's just white all around him. <laughs> and then he, and he runs, he runs out, out, of out of quarters and he just sits there. <laughs> That's kind of like some of my dreams are like that. And I think I told you, Sean, recently that. You know, my, my, my dad passed away, everybody knows. Uh, well, you guys know. Nobody else knows. Now they're all sad. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. But when was I, not recent. When I dream, I, no, it was Joe not recent. I killed him. <laughs> Ten years ago. But when my dad died, or after he died, I, I've had a lot of dreams where he was just there. Like, he'll just be sitting there in my dream. Like, something else cool is happening, but he's just there in the background doing nothing. So I... I just have a history of having a lot of very uninteresting dreams. <laughs> so I, I wanted to uh, bring the question to you guys. What are your best, um, worst, and most memorable dreams? Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll start this off with the first dream that I can remember. All right. And I was three years old. Wow. Wow! Yeah, yeah. this was uh, this was before my family moved to Illinois. We lived in Indiana at the time, and I had a dream that I was sitting in my bedroom, in uh, in like a little wooden chair, and the lights were off, and my bedroom door was open, and I saw a red glow, getting brighter from from downstairs. Wow! <laughs> like like I can see like why you remember a, like this. Like if a fire like if a fire was was crawling its way up the stairs, that sort of growing brightness. All right. Uh, it was not a fire, though. Well, I guess it was a fire that was glowing, but it was the fire coming out of a giant uh, red fire-breathing big bird. Oh, God. From Sesame Street. <laughs> okay. Uh, he came up the stairs, breathing fire, had, like, glowing red eyes. No. And my, my chair... <laughs> no. My chair turned... And then got sucked across the room with me still in it towards the dresser. And my legs were pinned between the chair and the dresser. Oh, God. And, and I, couldn't, I couldn't escape. And fire-breathing Big Bird was coming towards me. And, you know, I'm screaming and crying because I'm three. Big Bird reaches me. And he pulls my chair away from the dresser, opens the window, and then flies away. <laughs> well, Big, Bird, Big Bird can't fly, though. He he could can't breathe fire either, but he could. <laughs> Joe was three years old, and yeah. Well, J- well, three year old Joe sounds kind of stupid, Mike. Big Bird is a bird. <laughs> no, that's terrifying. I was big. Was was fiery Big Bird? Was he still yellow, or was he like red? No, he was red. Okay, he was, he was red. He wow. was bright red and breathing fire. Yeah. God. And, well, you know what I took what I took from this. Uh, much later in life, when I was recounting the dream for somebody, I said, "I said, you know what? I think the moral of my dream was, you know, don't judge somebody based on his appearance. Fire-breathing <laughs> Big Bird was scary as hell, but all he did was help me and then leave. God, that, that's so weird, though, that this thing that scares you the most ends up freeing you. I actually, yeah. I have to admit, Joe, that... You have you have discussed this dream with me before, and I, for, I forgot about it until this moment. Well, I mean, there was a good chance it had come up. We've known each other yeah, a while yeah. now. But uh, that's a great example. And I, I often wonder, too, uh, kids' dreams, especially young children, like, you know, three years old. Sure. When, when there are adults in the dream, do they, what is their vocabulary like? Hmm, interesting. 
That's a great question. Are because, they childlike? Well, they have to be, right? There's like a yeah, child's you don't know any better, understanding yeah. of, of how your parents sound, right? <laughs> They're like, business, they, they business, use- business. <laughs> dinner, <laughs> dinner, coffee, newspaper, business. <laughs> exactly. They, they talk like children, but with their regular voices. That's hilarious. <laughs> drive the car, drive the car, go to work, newspaper, coffee, to. business. <laughs> it has, you're limited by your vocabulary. Watching football. Yeah. Football, football. <laughs> <laughs> Hitting mom. (laughs) 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 Drinking the purple bottle again. (laughs) The purple bottle. Now that's red wine. A few few years later, I had a dream uh, when I was I was staying the night at my grandma's place uh, with with you know the rest of my family, and I had a dream that my parents killed and ate my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, that wow. one freaked oh, me the fuck out. Horrible. That's especially wow, if there's any really time between those two actions. If it's back to back immediately, that's one thing. He's, uh, yeah, exactly. We're just. Uh, <laughs> no, it, was pretty, it was pretty. It was pretty immediate. I'd say within the hour. He's in the oven. He'll be done in the fuse. So they were just monsters. They weren't like yeah, uh, they were horrible they were, people. Oh, that's good. Okay. Yeah. Good lord, <laughs> Sean. What about <laughs> <Yeah>. you? <laughs> Well, so I've got uh, I've got a couple of different things here. So my my favorite dreams have never have never been actual flying dreams. They've been Spider Man dreams, right? So like mm. the, the, my my favorite dreams were like I wake up even to to this day. Like it, it was when I was a little kid, but also as an adult. I'll have dreams where I'm Spider-Man and and I'm either discovering my powers or I'm an established Spider-Man and I'm uh, slinging across the city and and doing all that. Um, those are always the most fun. Those are the so highlights. So not like watching a Spider-Man movie in a theater. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not quite. Okay. No, it's, it's actually I am Spider-Man and it's like oh I'm discovering holy shit I'm Spider-Man. Like those are those are the best dreams. Um, but uh, the worst dream I ever had, I feel like I've talked about before, maybe not on the podcast, but definitely to you guys, where I once had a dream that I worked an entire eight-hour shift at O'Charlie's <laughs> <laughs> at waiting tables. I worked a double. I worked a, a double shift at O'Charlie's waiting tables and uh, and just going through the entire day, and then I woke up. And it was a dream. And I was like, wait, so I, I just worked for eight hours and I didn't even make any money. <laughs> like, I was I was waiting tables and stressed out and like trying to get people their food and their drinks for eight hours. And then I woke up penniless. <laughs> I have I actually have a lot of work dreams, but they're always and they're always Best Buy every single time. Mm. I used to have a lot of Best Buy dreams, too. I still have Best Buy dreams. Really? I do, yeah. And it'll be like, I'll, I'll so start weird. working there again, and and it's like, just business as usual, but I have no idea what I'm doing because I've forgotten everything, and it's like, yeah, it's so weird, but it mm. happens all the time. I get those dreams probably once every 30 seconds i don't know (laughs) something like that well you know uh, you did work for the company longer than i did and your dreams are more boring it must have been traumatic yeah but i don't know about you guys but i have a lot of tornado dreams do you guys have tornado dreams i have tornado dreams where it's like you're, you're i've had them I have tornado dreams where I'm with people uh, that I love, my, my daughter mostly, and uh, there's tornadoes in the distance, and it's like, okay, we got to find a place to go, and then all of a sudden they're like almost right on us, and we have yeah, to yeah, figure yeah. out where or, to or hide see, and in, duck away. Yeah, in my case, I'll, I'll, see, a, I'll see a tornado like forming uh, in the distance, and then there'll be another one. Like closer, yeah, multiple tornadoes. Yeah, it's, for it's sure. always multiple tornadoes, and yeah, have you, which never yeah, happens yeah. No, in real life. It does some. <laughs> it, it's usually just one or two. But have you ever have you ever experienced a tornado, Sean? I have experienced a funnel cloud. Yeah, uh, that's the closest uh, I, I've been to a tornado. When I was little, yeah, a, a tornado like passed over us. Right, it was a not far away. But yeah, but. How I, th- I feel like it's almost instinctive this fear of tornadoes that we have that we're having nightmares about it, having never really experienced one. Yes, 
Joe's never experienced a red big bird that spits fire, <laughs> but he knows to be afraid of it. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, but well, that's something uh, yeah, that... Yeah, but I learned in the end that you shouldn't be afraid because <laughs> fire-breathing red big bird is super helpful and nice. <laughs> that's something that your mind would create because it's scary, but a tornado is something that exists that I think, by and large... We're kind of interested. Like, it's, it seems kind of cool. You know, like, I want to see a tornado. I do. But, I but do. My, I, I just don't want to be in my dreams, they're horrifying. How would I... I just don't get... I can't reconcile how I... I'm, I'm not going to lie. In Any dream I have that involves a tornado usually ends with me discovering that I have some sort of supernatural powers. Interesting. Mm. I don't have nightmares about storms. Yeah. All right. Only totally dope dreams about storms. <laughs> where you know the tornado sucks me up and then i realize i'm indestructible and can fly something along those lines <laughs> or that i can control the tornado with my mind which makes sense since the tornado exists only within my mind <laughs> it, is, it is technically true yes right yeah. yeah yeah no but i have dreams all the time that there's multiple like five or six tornadoes and they're uh, all yeah, over the place yeah I, it's that's probably my, my number one recurring dream that's awful is that it is awful but it's also i don't know it's when you wake up it's kind of cool <laughs> yeah 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 at the time though in the dream you're like oh no where do yeah, i go what do i do i'm dead yeah. For sure dead. Yes. It's especially I not to like minimize you two cuz I love you two but like it is a, I feel like I have perspective before and after having a child and in the dreams having to protect a child it's way more stressful than it was. Oh, no doubt. Prior, like it, it, with the tornadoes and like I have my daughter in my arms and not only do I have to try and protect her but i also have to come to terms with okay we're gonna die so i need to like lie to her and i have to lie to her and tell and like look her in the eyes and be like hey it's gonna be fine sweetie knowing in the back of my head that we're both gonna die yeah. like that's like extra stressful that's <laughs> fucking horrible Sean. it's the worst i know it's terrible but it's like what are you supposed to do you know as a father like you can't like you can't be like, yeah, sweetie, we're going to die. Make peace with your God. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you have to just like, hey, look at me, sweetie. Like, hey, it's all going to be fine. It's all going to be okay. And you know that like it's not going to be we'll okay. storm's over, we'll go get ice cream. Yeah. I, yeah. I've had that shit happen before where it's just like, well, this is the worst thing that will ever happen to me. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, oh, no, I'm going to have to pay for college in 18 years. This is even worse. <laughs> Where are those tornadoes? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't worry, Sean. You're not going to be able to afford college for anyone by then. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I wouldn't worry, Sean. Your offspring's not going to be smart enough to go to college. <laughs> because co college is going to cost $6 well, million. I would think that, but you went to college, Sean. <laughs> I did. My, my new daughter's going to be a plumber. She's going to fucking do a trade and be richer than us all. That's kind of the smart yeah, way to go. She'll make a great living. Yeah. I don't know how dreams ended on, wow, life sucks. We should all have taken on some kind of trade. <laughs> well, that's probably the moral of every story, really. <laughs> we should all yeah, take on a I trade. I once had a dream, and I realized that I should have been a carpenter. <laughs> I mean, I kind of wish I were an electrician. So because you and I were talking at the same uh, time there, Mike, when I rang the bell, I gave each of us one half point. Oh wow! Is this the first ver is this the first iteration of a half point? I think so. It yeah. is. This is the Holy first time shit. it's been necessary. Huge. That's amazing. This is a this is a big day. It is. This is Ooh. a huge moment, gentlemen. We've come to this week's game segment. Wahoo! And today we're going to be playing a game called "Gimme That Dick." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I like it. I can't wait to be on Sean, record for this. Sean, what is Gimme That Dick brought to us by? Day after day, it's the same routine. You wake up at 2.30 in the morning, say your prayers, have some breakfast, get in a quick workout before second breakfast, shower, maybe a quick round of golf, a snack, some recovery in your cryo chamber, <laughs> another snack, then a meeting with the producers of the latest Transformers movie. Yeah, life can be stressful, but you can handle it, because you're you, because you're Mark Wahlberg. 
<laughs> and here at Shit Fuckers Fuck Factory for Sex Deviants, we want you to help promote our company, Mark Wahlberg. As the new face of Shit Fuckers Fuck Factory for Sex Deviants, you'll have early access to every item we produce, including but not limited to our not at all environmentally friendly gas powered Flukenheimers. <laughs> Don't know what those are? Well, I do. You should look them up. <laughs> not at work, though. Unless you work at Shitfuckers Fuck Factory for Sex Deviants. Which you should. We all should. <laughs> but especially you, Mark Wahlberg. Look, don't make us beg. Look, you've, you've done a lot worse for a lot less, right, you know? So get off your high horse and, hey, hey, guy, guy, say no more. I'll do it, okay? I'll do it. Shitfuckers <laughs> Fuck Factory for Sex Deviants. Open one days a week and located inside a haunted, abandoned coals. <laughs> guys, guys, I'll do it. Say hello to your mother for me, okay? Back to you, Joe. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Mark. Gentlemen, welcome to Gimme That Dick. Yeah. The trivia game where I will give you details about a dick. That is to say... Someone famously mean or unlikable. Oh, sweet. All right. And you, the two of you will compete to buzz in to give me that dick. <laughs> I we'll be like we'll be, it. I like give me we'll that We'll be taking dick. on 10 dicks today. Oh, God. I've got, uh, I've got dildo swaggins. <laughs> That's me, by the way, dildo swaggins. Okay, Mike is dildo swaggins. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got, I've got, I'm Mike Pareto. <laughs> I'm Mike Pareto, and give me that dick. Which is Sean. <laughs> All right. Guys, are you ready for your first dick? Sure am. You betcha. All right, then prepare to gimme that dick. <laughs> dick number one. This dick used to be one of the most sought-after actresses in modern Hollywood. A former star of Grey's Anatomy, she... Ooh, I've got dildo swaggins. Damn it. Yes, that would be Katherine Heigl. Yeah. yeah. That is correct. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've heard she you was know, a huge as, asshole. Yeah, as yeah, as I was reading, I you know, I I actually enjoyed doing the research for this because I learned a lot of things I didn't know, like uh, Catherine Heigl refused to put in her uh, name for an Emmy bid for the two thousand eight two thousand nine season nomination because she felt like the material that Shonda Rhimes wrote wasn't good wasn't like as good as her performance was for that year. Oh my Lord. god. Also right? Good good ballsy move to make the first dick in the in the game a woman. <laughs> oh yeah. Thank yeah, you. We're uh, we're we're an equal opportunity dick identifying podcast. That's right. That's right. She does not work anymore. That should be no, that should not be very much indication. She actually that. she actually is on a series and has like two movies coming out, but whatever. Okay, goddammit, Joe. Jesus Christ. Dick number two. This dick continuously clashed with his Star Trek co-stars and took lines penned for other cast members for himself in order to get more screen time. The veteran star refused to attend a 2004 convention tribute to former colleague and dementia sufferer James Dewan. He allegedly said, I really don't want to deal with all this Alzheimer's crap. All right, I've got I'm Mike Pareto. God damn it. Sean. I, I so I'm not entirely sure about it, uh, but just the way the guy sounds, I'm going to say it's William Shatner. That is correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I I did not I did not know about that quote. Uh, I really don't want to deal with all this Alzheimer's crap. <laughs> That's, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think anyone in the Star Trek universe was like a dick actor, and then I was like, no, wait a second. No, Shatner, that makes sense. <laughs> everybody, everybody on set uh, clashed with him, hated him. The one who lives the, the longest thing, would be the biggest dick, probably. Yeah. Uh, and then when Leonard Nimoy died in 2015, 
Shatner refused to attend the funeral. Oh, man. I, I didn't know that. That's horrible. It's, uh, I mean, nothing I'm about to tell you is good. He, like, I know. But any of these so he, he's going to be at C2E2. We might actually see the guy in yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Is Shatner going to be there? Yeah, Shatner's going to be there. I almost, oh, that's weird. Takei's going to be there, too. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I understand he's a much I, oh cooler my. dude. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my. Dick number three. This dick was named the most hated celebrity of 2014 by Star Magazine. Critics describe her as cluelessly condescending and a rich white woman with an eating disorder turned into a branding opportunity. Dildo Swaggins. I'm going to say Gwyneth Paltrow. That is correct. Really? Jesus. Yep. (laughs) All right. Score, I had no idea. Uh, currently stands Mike 2, Sean 1. I, I do want to read the rest of this one. Please do. This one yeah. made me laugh. She's horrible. I don't get why the clueless. Uh, that didn't make any sense to me. Look up, look up her website, Goop, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah Goop, yeah, yeah. Martha Stewart once said of her, she just needs to be quiet. She's a movie star. If she were confident in her acting, she wouldn't be trying to be Martha Stewart. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure Martha Stewart's a peach too, but uh, uh, I mean, she did that show with Snoop Dogg. I feel like she's a party. She did. She did go to prison. You know, she seems pretty cool. She's got to be humble by now. All right, Dick number four. This Oscar-winning Dick's former publicist wrote in her tell-all book that he is often awful when fans approach him. He'd reportedly lecture little girls that approached him about being rude and intrusive until tre- tears streamed down their faces and their parents tugged them away from the table. <laughs> God. There's rather famous footage of this actor raging at a photography director on the set of Terminator Salvation. Dildo swaggers. Chris- Come on, I Christian fucking pressed it first. Bale. Christian Bale. God damn it. That is I had a hunch the whole time you were talking it was Christian Bale, and then that... Uh, and the uh, the last line here is, he also had a horrible Batman voice. Did you just throw that in there? <laughs> I mean, I, it, it, I did write that, but it is there. Swear to me! Alright, score is Mike 3, Sean 1. Dick number 5. News broke that this dick was a little too into his method acting on the set of Suicide Squad and decided Dildo Swaggins. Oh my god, Jer- are you shitting me? Jared Leto. It is Jared Leto. I take it you buzzed uh, in at the same time, Sean. It was very close, but I, I mean, got I, Dildo I tried Swaggins to buzz in on one. the first syllable of Suicide Squad, but the last three fucking questions I've tried to click in and somehow you've gotten in before me. Maybe I have better latency than you do. Yeah, better internet. Could be. Is your wife streaming something? I don't know. Suicide Squad and decided to send the cast some pranks. And by pranks, I mean sending a box of bullets, a dead pig, some anal beads, and condoms to his fellow cast members. Used condoms, right? I believe some of them were used, yep. Yeah. That's gross. What a bastard. All right, dick number six. Lorne Michaels once referred to this dick as the worst host SNL ever had. In addition to being notoriously difficult to work with, this action star, Dildo Swaggins. Well, I have to answer the way I was going to originally, but you said action star after I formulated my opinion. And I was going to say, I was going to say Donald Trump, but he's not an action star, so I'll take the... He, he is not. Sean, uh, I will read the entire question, and then you will have an opportunity to steal. All right. Lorne Michaels once referred to this dick as the worst host SNL ever had. In addition to being notoriously difficult to work with, the action star allegedly enjoys kicking his stuntmen in the junk, which he finds hilarious. I think he moved to Russia. Uh... Steven Seagal. That is correct. He hosted? I didn't know he hosted. Just one time. <laughs> I can imagine that was a hilarious episode. Yeah, he didn't want to do anything. Like, he shot down a lot. All right, dick number seven. In a 2011 interview with Mark Marin, 
cop-out director Kevin Smith came right out and said that working with this dick had been soul-crushing. I'm Mike Pareto. Bruce Willis. That is correct. Oh, man, really? He didn't like working with Bruce Willis. He was a no, big Bruce fucking Willis is a diva. Huge dick. That's disappointing. Uh, apparently, the veteran actor had been completely uncooperative and had even refused to pose for promotional photos. Wow. As, the, as if there's not going to be any record of this behavior for the rest of time. Right. And again, we must have avoided most of it because I didn't know that. Well, if you if you like listen to Kevin Smith's podcast or see any of the evening with series, he he brings up a lot of these stories. Although I remember listening or reading some some uh, uh, post or something from one of Kevin Smith's PAs, and of course, there's no credibility here. Like I have no idea whether this person is is telling the truth, but sure, the guy said that Kevin Smith was a huge asshole and that uh, he demanded. All kinds of crazy shit on the set. Uh, particularly wanted uh, Yoo-Hoo. He was a big fan of Yoo-Hoo, I guess. So he'd send his PAs to get Yoo-Hoo. And if they came back with anything that wasn't Yoo-Hoo, he just, like, flipped his shit. So, yeah. I've... That doesn't that doesn't match anything I've, I've heard. <laughs> yeah, no. Like, his, I, I read his this writer for performances... Ago. His performance writer are towels and water. Yeah, so I, I read this, like, ten years ago. And everything that I've seen or heard of Kevin Smith since then kind of contradicts it. So, yeah. Still, that'd be that'd be really amazing to find out if it's true. Yeah. All right, Dick number eight. In 2014, a teenage girl attempted to replicate this singing Dick's red carpet cape-like cat suit for her prom. However, when the singer saw the pics. She posted a couple of cruel memes comparing the 16-year-old girl to a bat. Wow, that's not ringing any bells. Mm. Cape-like cat suit. Yeah. That she wore to a premiere event of some kind? I, I don't even know if you're looking for like a, a character or a, a celebrity name. or I, I, I said couldn't singer. follow that at all. Oh, singer, singer, singer. Singer. Okay. Uh, sure. I'm Mike Pareto. I'm gonna say Selena Gomez. That is incorrect. All right, Mike. Would you like me to reread the question? No, I. I but the the cat suit thing makes me think it's maybe Ariana Grande. Is that your guess? Sure. Yes. Why not? That is incorrect. Okay. Who is it? It was Rihanna. Ah. ah okay. Rihanna po- posted cruel memes of a child. Wow. She's terrible. Okay. No points awarded. No, she's all right. <laughs> I'm not saying she's a terrible performer. Just a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Just a horrible person. Who, yeah. well, uh, let's not get into it, but uh, not, like she's a dick? not a great role model. Let's put it that way. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm saying that she is a dick because this game is called Give Me That Dick. Give Me That Dick. Also, all of her best songs were actually written by Sia. I'd just like to point that out. That is true. Come on, home boy, home girl, give me now. Come on, home boy, That was Sia? Dick number nine. I would say that's not one of her <laughs> best songs. Moving on. Dick number nine. There's a famous excerpt from a Barbara Walters interview in which this dick said the following. There are women who take it to the wire. That's what they're looking for, the ultimate confrontation. They want a smack. Jesus, what? Barbara Walters interview. There are women who take it to the wire. They want a smack. That's what they're looking for, the ultimate (sighs) confrontation. They want a smack. I have I have no fucking idea. I I, I could pick literally anybody, either. and it'd be as good of a guess as any for me on this one. Yeah, what I don't I I got nothing. Really, I remember this interview when it happened. I don't remember this. Yeah, no memory of that whatsoever. <sighs> Razor Ramon. No uh, no no guesses. No, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, impugn anybody accidentally <laughs> by answering okay. this question. Uh, I'm Mike Pareto. I'm going to say uh, President Bill Clinton. William Jefferson Clinton. That is incorrect. Oh, okay. 
I'm gonna continue to say I don't want to uh, cast any shade on a random person. <laughs> I wasn't worried about tarnishing Clinton's legacy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the answer is Sean Connery. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, I, if I remember the interview correctly, he went on to say that uh, you have to use an open hand, though you can't use a closed fist. <laughs> That's right. You've got to use an open hand <laughs> when you're going to hate a woman. Don't use it. Don't use a closed fist. You know, yeah, you'll he be in said trouble. It's not, it's not wrong. He said it's not wrong as long as it's an open hand. <laughs> no, it's not wrong if it's an open hand. Yeah, you don't can hit it as hard as you want. You don't want to leave them unconscious. <laughs> of course not. No. Especially if there's things you want to do with them yes. later. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. No, 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 Mike. <laughs> no, no, this Too far. is this is Sean <laughs> Connery. This is Dick number ten. The score stands at Mike four, Sean three. So, Sean, you could tie it up on this one. Uh huh. In two thousand seven, this Dick, sixty years old at the time, proved that he was still quite the lethal weapon when he punched. I'm Mike Pareto. Who is Danny Glover? (laughs) That is correct. Yes. (laughs) That was going to be my guess as well. No, that wasn't my answer. I'm asking, who is Danny Glover? Uh, No one knows. I don't don't know either. I'm hoping one of you can tell me. I'm kind of surprised that he's a dick. (laughs) Yeah, what happened to him? Why is he a dick? Let me me read it again. Uh... Proved that he was still quite the lethal weapon when he punched a New York Daily News photographer in the face. (laughs) Then a few years later, in 2015, he also lost his temper with a local news anchor who cut his airtime short. He complained, I'm not somebody who's moved to the wayside. Oh, snap. Wow, he's he's got a little too much confidence. So we're yeah, tied, for right? For a guy who See, nobody we, knows who he is. You are tied. We got a tiebreaker? Four, four. I sure do. All right. And this is really, really easy, so get ready to buzz as soon as you can. You got it. Dick number 11, the tiebreaker. This dick, self-proclaimed Jesus, very clearly believes I'm Mike Pareto. Who is Kanye West? That is correct. <laughs> I, I don't know why I've been doing Jeopardy answers with the who is, but it's Kanye West. Well, that's because you're covering the, the your, way I, you're covering your bases. Them. You're covering your bases. <laughs> yeah, I the really way I've am. been giving them, it sounds like a Jeopardy answer. Right. All right, so the game ends. Sean, five, Mike, four. I didn't see that coming. Sean is the winner of the game and the recipient of the negative point. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, you you don't seem you don't seem that pleased about winning. Oh yeah, no no, I'm thrilled. <laughs> you don't uh, seem very happy, Sean. Can tell, can no, tell no, from I'm, your tone, I'm, you're you're clearly fucking, elated. I'm fucking thrilled. Yeah, that's yeah, great. It's the best thing that ever happened to me. I mean, you were able to give me more dick than Mike. <laughs> that's, that's always been true. <laughs> and uh, that's our episode. Tied with because because oh, Sean yeah. got a negative point. Tied with a half point. Mike and I are both this week's losers. Oh, so All right. so close. Literally, it's couldn't be closer. Yeah, it's yeah we're we're a half point away from from not losing, but we it's the we closest lost. it's ever been. That's true. Yeah. That's our episode for this week. I have been and shall continue to remain Joe Morical. Ah, I'm Sean Keller, and I'm Mike Pareto. Three Ninjas was actually kind of a solid movie. It was so good. I haven't I haven't yeah, seen I, it since I was, it was super, a child. It was super fun to watch as a kid. It, it was super fun. I just remember the part where they're chucking the CDs. That's the only thing I remember from the movie. It's the CDs. Have a great week. A Little Nonsense is copyright 2019 by its hosts. All ads are meant to be humorously fake. Any resemblance to a company, person, or other entity, real or imagined by someone else, is either entirely coincidental or purposeful parody. If you have a question, comment, or discussion topic, you can email us through the mailhole. That's mailhole at littlenonsense.com. You can find more episodes and anything else related to the show at littlenonsense.com. And now that the end of show business is concluded, I'll kindly ask, Sean, would you please take us out?
A little nonsense now and then is relished by the wisest men. A little whimsy here and there is often very necessary. Mingle a little folly with your wisdom and you could be jolly.